Hello and welcome to Chasers, the podcast that was reviewed by one Texan who can't be named for legal reasons as dope. We're back. How are we, boys? All good, all good. Good. That was smoother than the last time. Less awkward silence already, so we're doing uh, Just wait, it's going to come. <laughs> At any point, it may, the awkward silence may strike. That's our, that's our USP, that. Yeah, just... I, I was talking to Seb earlier and I said that the last podcast was like my attempt at Guildford Town Centre Crits last year, where <laughs> I couldn't get clipped in at the beginning, and then I slowly got better, but then at the end, it was over far too soon. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you it was way it was too a... much thought into that. <laughs> yeah, he's got a script. Yeah. All week I've been preparing that speech. <laughs> but no, it was a bit like um, a Facebook picture, isn't it? One of your old profile pictures that you know it there, you know it exists, but you can't get rid of it because it's part of your history. Yeah, and... we decided to send it out. Send it out there for everyone to hear. We're not embarrassed. Yeah. So, what's everyone been up to? How are you, Harry, in your little box room? Brilliant. Uh, just, I, well, I'm actually happy again, that I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has cost me a lot on my phone bill. I hope you know that. Um, good. Well, I mean, now I've paid 60 quid for a new key, I'm happy that I'm in my room. That's an absolute joke. Was that your so, landlord or was that a locksmith you had to... Landlord? I think they've mugged me off, to be honest, boys. I reckon... I. I even said I'll meet them at the locksmiths, and no, they said meet you at the house, sixty quid in cash, some behind the behind, <laughs> behind the back deal. Dodgy. Yeah, so he just got his big ideal. bunch of keys, and then um, it's one key, not even a bunch of keys, one key, not even gold plated. I was fuming. Oh, anyway, good locksmith yeah. chat, everyone. So that's great. Got that. Right? <laughs> yeah, <the latest>. <laughs> people, <laughs> if you were tune in for, would you rather have silence or locksmith? <laughs> Yeah, one or the other, guys. Write in with what you prefer. Yeah. Well, if you are looking for a local locksmith, then don't use the one I use. Yeah, Canterbury locksmith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put a link in. Yeah, not sponsored or anything. Okay, cool. How are you, Seb? I've been very good. Have a lovely, relaxing week, as I'm sure you'd expect. A lot of yoga. Yeah, I did the yoga this morning actually. So that was lovely. Did a pigeon pose today. That was um, what I learned. Did not, you get not, down, not with, down with dog? Did many down with Classic. dogs. Nice, yeah. yeah. Well, my my parents did find out that I I I've started yoga now, and they were they were shocked. So I didn't know it was that frowned upon, really. But with long limbs like you've got, because I'm similar, <laughs> small body, long limbs, it's tough. It's not. It's a sight to behold. Yeah, and it, but it's really good yeah. because I when I had a bad back and stuff, the guy said it's because you've got such long levers that yeah. actually puts more stress than stumpy little people. Harry, Harry. Oh, yeah. brilliant! Well, I, I did I did do yoga, and then I farted. And I just left because it was too awkward. Well, so. the first time I went with my girlfriend, um, I was in front of her, and she wasn't too happy because I did. We had, oh, come on, we had to eat, but yeah, I was a little bit gassy, <laughs> gassy as clay. <laughs> oh, well, I one had James Blunt in the background, so that made it all a bit. Well, of the yoga, or just, is it yeah, the music? and then it, and then, no, in the we were doing yoga, doing a bit of downward dog, and James uh. Blunt in the background and then the disc starts skipping oh he wasn't like doing a, the sound class. like a dubstep remix oh that would be the dream <laughs> wouldn't it james blunt singing in the class that's very partridge james blunt does yoga that's the premium class yes absolutely yeah cool all right but no yeah 
So our podcast is now live on every platform we can think of. So yeah. I think we're on iTunes as of this morning, Thursday, no, Thursday, Tuesday, the, the 19th. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Buzzsprout, which is our hosting service. So I'm sorry if you have to listen to it there. It is on better formats now. Um, I think we're also on... Oh, I wrote these down tonight. Um, Google. There's a Google. Yeah, I'm not sure thing. we're on the Google one. Probably should be, shouldn't we? I didn't know they did any podcasts on And there was a thing about Alexa as well, where you That's can tell one. Alexa to play it, so which on, is a bit of a first world. We're on any, we're on any pod. <laughs> so if you've got an, uh, an Amazon device, you can say, Alexa, play the Chasers podcast. And it will play the Chasers podcast. But you won't know because it'll be 20 seconds an... of awkward silence yeah, to start true. with. And then it will Set play. an alarm. Set an alarm for like seven in the morning with the Chasers podcast waking you up. There How Your day couldn't start any better. Rise and shine. The, yeah. our, <laughs> some awkward silence. Uh, we're also on something called TuneIn. I've never heard of that, but it made me create an account. So we're on that. And Stitcher, which I believe is a, sort of like a trendy podcast app. Shout out all the Stitcher listeners. Yeah. So. We've still got four, and I'll, you know, no matter how large this gets, it will always be four. You four. We're talking to four people. You know who you are. You, not you. Yeah, and <laughs> you as well. Yeah, that's right. So what is the plan for this episode, our second episode, that is already slicker than the first? <laughs> so we have now, we're now recording slightly differently because we had some good feedback. Love you we had about. a lot of feedback in the actual podcast. That's true. <laughs> um, main, mainly an echo, which I'll take the blame for. I'm uh, I'm not great at editing, uh, but we got something out. So yeah, we had a little bit of a little bit of an echo, which hopefully we got rid of now by recording in a slightly different way because Harry still hasn't bought a mic. So we're uh, still... yeah, well, the, that's the sixty quid for the key has set me back quite a long way, and I did get a Domino's tonight, so it's going to take some time. So episode four, you know, if, if you're yeah. lucky, we may have a mic now. <laughs> you just halved yeah. your watts per kilo with the eating a Domino's, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge, yeah. I think I've doubled in weight. <laughs> but Harry, this week, didn't you have a a race? I believe you left us sort of yes. lingering on last week about how you're going to get on. You okay, said... You giving it large. Oh, I, no. I have written this down. You said you were going to come in sixth place. Top, uh, top six. Top six, I'll be happy. Top six. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was a false call. You said um, that anyone finishing behind you were worthless. <laughs> he stands by yeah. that. Anyone that finished behind you <laughs> was worthless. Honestly. Uh, well, yeah. So run us through it again. So it was at Thruxton, yeah. wasn't it? The, the, yeah, the racing circuit. An hour and 10 minutes uh, circuit race. Very windy. Um, and it was a blimmin' hard race, I think. It broke up pretty early. There was a breakaway of about four, four or five guys, I think, that got away about 20 minutes in, um, and they stayed away. And then I thought it'd be a good idea to chase them down. So I, I set off yes. to, bridge, to bridge. Three guys came with me. Okay. And, Did you work well together? Well, too well, because they were so strong that they then dropped me. <laughs> <laughs> they bridged across to the break and ended up See ya. And winning. <laughs> yeah. And then I got dropped and I just sat up and cried myself back into the bunch where I sat for the rest of the race, fuming. Honestly, I've never been so angry in my life. I was. I looked at the stats after. So I was sitting at 207 beats per minute for four minutes. I can relate. Yeah, that's very celluloid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it didn't go to plan, but... You know that that's what it was for. I I didn't taper or anything. I just yeah. yeah it, I I mean I haven't yeah. It's, I haven't really raced that much, so I kind of just 
that's what it's for, just learning about tactics and things. Yeah, and you, there's a lot of there's a lot of strong guys there. You so. did say that you were just sort of doing it to test the legs, see where they were. You weren't exactly hoping. For and anything. the day before, you did like a big R ride. I saw on Strava. Yeah, I went out with the with the the local club, and although I did insist I was going to take it easy, I didn't. Yeah, um, I saw you got which, some top tens, naughty boy. I, yeah, that was accidental at one of the hills. Yeah, but accidental yeah. top ten. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I, <laughs> yeah, Absolutely not. I give it the thought I give it the beans and uh, tapering top ten. Yeah, exactly. Top ten taper. <laughs> top ten taper. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what? Don't ride three and a half hours before a race. No. Um, what what level race was it then? So what what categories could enter it? Just cat three. Uh, yeah, just cat three. So it was quite a big field. I think six. I, well, on my Strava, it said I rode with like forty five other people, but I think it was about sixty starting, and then a lot of people got spat early on. I think I think what killed it was the the crosswinds because out the back of the circuit, it was just mega hard because loads of people, it was just constant attacks from the from the gun. So and it struck some quite hilly then. Or look quite hilly. Not quite really. I think it was about a thousand feet in in twenty eight or twenty nine miles. So it wasn't it wasn't that hilly, but the hill the Pretty hill was the hard part. Still. Yeah, I, the hill wasn't the hard part though. It was more the, the wind. I think it, it would be a completely different race without without the crosswinds, and it would just split it. That's what split it apart so quick, and it ended up. I think it's quite typical, really. But with the, no one was willing to chase the breakdown apart from about five other guys. Well, and... you, would you say you instigated it? <laughs> what instigated the, the the chase? Well, <laughs> did you mention to I... the people in the pack with you that you are involved in a podcast called Chasers? I did make that announcement. Hand out some business cards. Mid, yeah, mid yeah, effort. yeah, yeah. Everyone, I shall be chasing the break. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to me, guys, because I don't know if Everyone... you know yet, but... <laughs> yeah, a few guys are some signatures, yeah. No, I didn't realise how rowdy people got in the racing as well, swearing and... Oh, oh my God, just so angry. Because so, it I... makes them more pro. It must do, yeah. And no one's smiling. Photos came through on Facebook today. Not one person smiling. It's pretty dismal. It was so... a February crit, wasn't it, though? So... <laughs> it was. I chat with everyone. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, so, yeah, it was it was okay. I mean, it could have gone better. could have gone worse. could have got dropped. So when you were in the um, Chase Packer 3, were you, as you were coming off for your turn, was it like surging every time someone went on the front, or was it working well together? I think what... It, it, I think I was in it for about five minutes. It was working quite well, but I think the reason I got dropped was because of where I took my turn. So I, yeah, yeah. I took it. I took it into the headwind. So when they were sitting on me, they yeah. they weren't. Yeah, and then as soon as I, as soon as I peeled off, it was onto the tailwind section, and it was like it was pretty windy. So I didn't really get much of a break by yeah. the time I got my next turn, and then I pretty much. I, I looked at the. The stats, I think I was doing like 500 watts just to stay on in that yeah. section. It's and almost worth do... doing an extra long turn to keep, yeah, to then swap your to position, like offset the rhythm. Sort and of. that's that comes with racing <laughs> and stuff like that. So, a very valuable lesson learned and a very valuable lesson for the four listeners that we've got. Yes, so that, yeah, let's hope uh, they yeah. weren't the three in the pack with you, then they don't need it. Yeah, we can put <laughs> this podcast in educational as well as sports and recreation okay. now because we taught everyone something. <laughs> I, I did put it in, yeah. um, in hobbies and DIY before as well. Because <laughs> of the Rikea. <laughs> there we go, yeah. We'll DIY. Talk, we're going to talk about Rikea later, don't you worry. It's just us and Charlie Dimmock. <laughs> Ground force. Well, that's very good, Harry. Um, so your next race is next week? Yeah. This weekend, Sun- isn't it? This weekend, yeah, this Sunday. 
Okay. Uh, Wivelsfield Road Race. It's well, it's a commission. I think it's a. It's only an hour and a half. So. Yeah. No, that that'd but, be really good actually. I might try and. I is it in the morning? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. My race is in the morning. There's another one in the afternoon, but okay. it's a bit hillier, so it'll suit me a lot more. I might try and come down and maybe take some pictures and stuff because I've got something to do in the afternoon. But if I can get down early and see a bit of it, I might try. Oh, decent. Yeah. Just let yeah. Me know. But we will talk about that at the end when we do our coming up next week section. Mm. Um, right. Shall we talk about some separate things? I've got some stuff to yeah, talk so about. You, you've got your um, your new bike. So I believe you rode that yeah. for the first time. Today. Rode it today. Ooh. Proper gravel style ride. So where I live um, in East Grinstead, there's a like a fire road that runs from Groombridge, which is very east, to Crawley, which is west. So if I live like in the middle of it. So I went out and went one way to Crawley and turned around and came back. It's about 40 miles, all on fire road. So it was absolutely wicked for some threshold interval. So I had my trainer road plan, which we'll talk about later. Um, I needed to do some over-unders and stuff like that. So instead of doing it on the road, I just did it along these gravel tracks. The bike was perfect for it. Ended up in Tilgate, which if people know about that, it's got some sort of free ridey downhilly bits oh no, look it was like is it a, a golf club there as well there's it, a golf maybe? club there and you go across the m23 and you end up in this sort of it's it'll be really good actually for a little like um, mountain bike circuit um i ended up going down one of the downhill sections on the cx bike and i haven't bought any I, it needs new pads and i haven't bought any um so i didn't actually have any brakes and i was just going down which is <laughs> really good practice for like you know you've really got to, you got to find like soft spots and like uh yeah to slow yourself down yeah foliage i fell off once uh going uphill because wow the gearing is ridiculous like a normal hill i'd just cycle up on my mountain bike it's a 3923 i think which for my 23 that are used to spinning lots and lots uh suddenly having no cadence whatsoever and no grip was very difficult but it's really good practice so i'm gonna keep it like that and see what See how we get on with it. Um, yeah, really, really good fun. Um, not as many super fast people ride on gravel roads. So Strava's a bit more I saw attractive. a cheeky Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you think you pipped him by six seconds or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, but now I know where the... Because I thought I'd set my live segments, but I had it hadn't loaded to my Garmin. So I didn't know where they started and finished, which was good in a way because it made me go for longer for each yeah. bit. Um but no, it's perfect. Perfect training place. I'm going to do that a lot. Good practice for Roubaix. Wasn't obviously anywhere near as bumpy, but it's just quite, um, it just fatigues the legs and the arms. You've got to build up to it then. So I was just moving my hands around, practicing that sort of stuff. Is there anything you've, um, anything you're going to change on the bike then before Roubaix? The, the one annoying thing is it's got sore shifters, which has got like the thumb changes yes. and the hand shifter. But on the oh. drops, you can't reach the thumb shifter. So I don't know if I've just got weirdly shaped hands. No, I think that sounds about right. But you have you to tend to ride them on the drops, though. On Roubaix, not necessarily, no. But it's just more for road riding. Yeah. It's yeah. just a bit. You have to make sure you're in the right gear, otherwise you're constantly. But I think that's good practice. And I'm going to talk about that later when we do a section on fourth cut racing. Practicing going from the drops to the hoods to the drops is actually quite because you you don't do it, especially on a turbo trainer over winter. You don't realise actually you're not used to moving your hands you're about just a lot. Locked on you, then you sort of you, you get 
fixed in that position, then it's actually quite hard to sort of teach yourself to exactly don't panic. Yeah. You can move. Just... Yeah. So it's not the end of the world. No, the bike's super solid. It's nice and light. The rear end's nice and light, so it's quite easy to bunny hop and stuff. So tires weren't too bad. No, they're all right. I think I'm going to put the Griffos that you um because they've won their Panaracer Riga Cross. I think they're probably Panaracer as well before they had their sort of resurgence. Yeah. So they're, they're like... old tires, and the other ones are Continental Speed Kings. But when you Google Speed King now, they're not the same tire. So they're beyond a complete change of tire. I used to have oh, Race Kings where they used to be their they're like really, okay. really good tire, but I've never heard of a Speed so now King. I'm going to put the Griffos on, and I'm going to stick my Vittoria's road tires on the other set. Roubaix. And then be sorted. Oh, get... I'm tempted to use the Griffos for Roubaix. Roubaix. Just really? because the volume of the tire will make such a difference. And if we're riding down, you know, I'd rather lose my energy on the easy bit and then have some energy for the harder bit rather than be fine up until that bit and then really suffer on the next yeah, bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, uh, I'm running 38s. 38s? Yeah. Woo, wow. They're my, they're my, uh, Lord, yeah. my file trade cross tyres. <laughs> they're going on. I'm going to run 50s. You're going to rail the corners. <laughs> <laughs> Fat bike, get all the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm riding a are, these, are they clinchers? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, they're tubeless ready, but it's a bit of a faff. We'll sort it. So that'd be fine. So yeah, that's Wait. all all good for my bike. Really enjoyed it. Um, if right. You, if you were going to change any bits and bobs up on it, then uh, so, so you got the shifters. Yeah, what, what shifters. Would you, what would you go for? Well, I'm getting new pads. I'm going to get new shifters. I'm not really fussy about shifters, to be honest. Like, you know, some cheap SRAM Rival or Shimano or whatever. I'm not. I'm not too fussed. I just want the brakes to work really well. But I think they will once I've it's, got pads on. Canties are a hard one to do. Like they're when yeah. you get them work, working right, they're really really good. But it's getting them get them set up right it's, it's, it's you have to fettle it quite a lot to get it yeah and when i went through any mud today they instantly made that horrible noise where yeah. it's rubbing on the rim but i just whatever learn to deal with that that's fine no yeah. annoyingly I, I just threw a, threw away a set of canties the other day because i think mine the same thing like the spring oh, okay. retention just went on it and they just, yeah one would go back the other one would just stick there and... yeah there's some avid shorty i think they're called they're like black but they're like 60 quid a pop. And I'm like, well, that's half the price of the bike. That's it, Shorty Ultimates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, so I, I did want them. I kept looking on eBay, but they, they hold their value so well. I was thinking about just getting some V-brakes. Mini Vs you need. Because a um, road, blake, road lever has a smaller pull than a mountain bike oh, okay. lever. So you have to get a, a smaller V-brake or you can get like a weird little dongly adapter thing. Okay. Yeah, I might do that. That'd be good. But then you lose out on the whole point of Cassie's is you get the tyre clearance when it is really muddy. Yeah. So it's sort of a, a fine balance between having a brake that actually works or looking cool and having tire clearance. I'll just ride with the toilet brush and just shove it in every now yeah, and again through the brakes and then sort myself out. Job done. <laughs> um, right. Well, I've talked for quite a long time, so maybe we'll do my double days and stuff like that afterwards. Um, so, Seb, what are you going to talk about? You're going to run us through your road bike preparations, what you were going to buy for your road bike. For my road bike. So this year... Obviously, I've got my cyclocross bike. We, we should possibly touch on that a bit later on. We talked about it briefly last week, the Canon. But um, I do own a road bike. I bought it last February. Um, had a little bit of damage to it. But luckily, my brother, who works with Carbon Fiber, managed to repair it for me, but never got around to painting it. So currently, I've just got a diabolical-looking bike. Oh, yeah, bike, you showed me a picture. Um, which looks like sort of a... your like down- a rat ride. Your, your downstairs bathroom <laughs> in your parents' house. It's bit of driftwood <laughs> a live laugh love poster exactly yeah <laughs> it's one of them keep keep calm and carry on riding 
but I'm, I'm hoping to keep it like that uh, so I don't have to care about it. And uh, the idea with it is just to see how good a bike I can get for how cheap without having anything matching. So if I see a left-hand shifter on eBay for £5, <laughs> I'm going to buy it. If I see a front wheel that needs a spoke replacing for £5, I'll buy that. And if it's a different rear, we'll go for that as well. Tires, there'll be different colours. <laughs> Trainer tires, front and rear. <laughs> the little blue ones. <laughs> yeah. Rock hard. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to go as far as... Um, yeah. I'm not going to go as far as bar tape, like second-hand bar tape. But... <laughs> <laughs> Black bar tape. Really sweaty bar tape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice yellowy colour. Oh. So yeah, hopefully that's going to be up and running soon. I'm going to start looking now and fingers crossed that we're ready for just after Ruby. I won't, I won't put it through. No. Pretty to what is Ruby. the frame? Oh, it's a Cervelo R3. So it's a good frame. Nice. Um, yeah. I think it's a S- SL. So that's the super light version, um, which luckily I'm pretty light anyway. So I'm not really too bothered if it yeah. is a little floppy noodle. <laughs> <laughs> End podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've bought some new road bike stuff. Uh, that is currently being fitted today. Ooh. I got. I went for some GP five thousands. Oh, he's I've gone never, there. I've never oh, seen them in the wild. Yeah. A thousand times no. better than a four thousand. Oh, it's strictly Same not how it works. But that's how it works. Yeah. Um, wow. Bought them, a, <laughs> bought them from a Spanish website, so they might turn up GP five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I so yeah, I got them really you cheap. Just get ten of them. You'd be... Yeah, just fit them side by side. <laughs> they could be my Roubaix tire, like one of those big trucks. Um, yeah, I just, I've gone a bit more budget than bling just because I replace it so often. So I've got a new 105 chain, with the quick link. Got, gold? Is it, that's not gold. Not gold. I know. Oh. And I didn't buy the Wend Wax either. So oh, no, you can't seal the chain. New Crayola Wend Wax. Yeah. <laughs> um, got new cables. Uh, that's about it really. I threaded the bolt in one of my, um, bottle cage mounts i did that to mine which so is very annoying. what i did was i drilled out the bottle cage so then it's only held on with one but the bolt's there to be big enough that stops it from twisting oh okay. so the cannon's only got on the, the vertical one the one no one cares about yeah it's got one bottle cage holding on so i might fix that for Roubaix. <laughs> yeah that might wiggle loose um yeah. so yeah that's all going to be sorted but i'm riding tomorrow and it is meant to be nice weather but i don't think i'm going to ride my nice bike i'm going to save that and i'm going to ride the crux get used to the big old gear and then when i get on my focus it's going to feel like a rocket ship it's gonna be great it makes a massive difference especially with your uh deep sections on as well yeah exactly and the stem the setup everything it should be it should be uh mega fast nice indeed saving hundreds of watts do you buy from garmin's i do or... yes yeah. yeah i got a new one last year actually got one from, the... okay, from, from 810 so five five twenty or five ten? Five twenty. Yeah, five twenty. Yeah, because I I used to have that and I just got the element, Wahoo Element. Oh posh, yeah. Posh boy. He's serious about yeah. it. He's serious yeah, he about. saves two watts apparently. So I know I didn't get dropped because I'd lost two watts on the garment. It saves two watts <laughs> because you use two watts talking about it to someone else. Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. And also the lights on the front, it's just What have you got them set black, to? Blackpool and illuminations, huh? What have you got so for everyone else? The little Wahoo element bolt, yeah, yeah, has a little uh, little rev meter on the side and LED lights that you can set to heart rate, power. How much of a chopper you are? I don't know what else. Like... <laughs> yeah. Cadence, I think. <laughs> is it like well. sort of like live heart rate? Like it will do beats. So it go like boom, and the, the, all the lights will go up and down. <laughs> like a ninety stereo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mine was yeah going off on one when it was at two hundred and ten beats per minute. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, no, I, they're actually quite good. The only reason I changed is because of the battery. Because the other one was, I, I remember I was doing a riding home from Canterbury to Brighton. And I think it was 102 miles or something. And I, I, I was riding as fast as I could solely because I didn't think the battery was going to last. It's <laughs> good incentive. So, yeah. So, Otherwise it won't um, save on Strava. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, you know, if it's not on Strava, it doesn't count. But, yeah, there, anyone, uh, anyone listening that's thinking about getting one, not sponsored again, but huh. highly recommend Yet. Yeah. Yet. Unless yeah. me and Sam would happy try them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My 510, really weirdly, has the best battery life ever. I'm the only person I know where actually, like when we did Revolve, so I rode for over 100, 120 miles, didn't charge it once, I still had like 30% left. That's pretty good. The only, the only reason I got rid of mine was because of Revolve, because mine had an 810 before and the Bluetooth died in it. Yeah, all the 810s and 820s and stuff all a bit dodgy, yeah. but the, the 500 range, I think, is just a bit more basic. They weren't trying to be fancy. And I, I mine to... survived the Badger crash as well, which we'll talk, we were going to, we promised that, didn't we? Yeah, I'm sure we can give the, that'll oh, come later. Give the fans what they want. Oh, my new bike is called the Badger, by the way, Harry, just so you know. Okay. It's black Brilliant. and white with red on it. <laughs> it's got red in it. <laughs> yeah, a bit of red, a bit of blood. Spicy, yeah. <laughs> Wrong podcast. <laughs> uh, can't wait to see it. Yeah. So um, apart from that, I've been doing um, a lot of double days recently, and what I is, sort of what is a it. double day, Sam? So a double it's day brave. is I wake up, I go to bed at a normal time when I should go to bed earlier. I then can't sleep because I'm so buzzing to do some intervals. I then wake up at about five a.m., do a workout, Oof. go to work. And then in the evening, it's when my wife is out and I'm on babysitting duties, I then do another workout. Um, but weirdly, though, I don't know if you've noticed this, Harry, with your training, now you've ramped it up. I'm not saying my training is the same level as yours, but as in when I do a little bit more, my second workout, is all, I always feel really good in it. Yeah, I, it's weird, isn't it? I have the exact same. You'd yeah, think I don't it would know be what it like is. you'd be absolutely tired and not feeling it, but initially it is. But then after that, because I always do like a, um, I do a trainer road interval session in the morning and then in the evening I do like a Zwift race, like a threshold effort. Yeah, And yeah. I always feel like, I always get really into it. Like, it's quite a good, quite, I, I like think a little it just, opener. I think it must be that because I think it must shake your legs out. I mean, I think I only had my first ever double day two, two weeks ago and I think it was at the back end of, it was on a Sunday of a 15 or 16 hour week. Yeah. And in the morning, I think it was an hour and a half session with a half an hour kind of sweet spot kind of or just below, just below threshold yeah. and then in the afternoon it was a sprint session like eight 15 second sprints and okay. then every every single sprint i did i got uh my ma- i beat my max ever power before wow. that eight times at the end in of that row. week in a row yeah so i think it must just like you said open your legs up or something get the get the lactic out i don't know it's really strange and that's i always used to be really hesitant about doing rides before races just because I thought I'd fatigue myself more. But after doing that, I'd happily do bigger rides just yeah, to loosen exactly. them up. As long as you don't put too much intensity in it. I guess it doesn't fine. give your legs a chance to sort of fatigue because it's so soon after you've done the ride. Yeah, so I, and I think it's I think it's important to just give yourself enough time. I think I gave myself like four or five hours between the two and just yeah. like eat loads of carbs just to because I think that's the only thing that Helps. could go terribly wrong. Yeah, if yeah. you do a hard ride, then... Don't eat anything and sit in front of the sofa and then go back out again. You're probably not. Yeah, going to go your body so just well. sort of shuts down. I, I mean, guess your coach yeah. did it on purpose. Like he obviously knows what he's talking about, so he set that set the sprints on purpose second after the sweet spot workout. 
That's yeah, I assume, I assume so. I kind of just look at it and do it and try <laughs> Just look at it like, what am I doing? You little yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say, when I, when I was briefly training uh, last summer, <laughs> um, I was following some sort of plan. And I did that a lot of commuting. So we got like an hour and a half ride to work from where we are now to Portsmouth. It's like 27 miles. But um, I used to ride there in the morning, do my... Um, sort of sweet spot or threshold intervals on the way there and the ride battle was always just like a recovery ride home i loved yeah. it yeah yeah i'd love to be lots of people i know do commute in and out of work and stuff and I th- i'm i'm gonna try it um in the summer it'd be quite again i go through worthway and across tillgate and stuff like that so I'd it's basically love, half the ride i did today i'd love to do my but i haven't got any showers at work mm. which is oh and i guess it's that's <laughs> yeah yeah and for people that don't know i'm a teacher i work in a school so um not ideal to be stinking and trying to well, I say we're using the children's showers but... <laughs> uh, luckily that is not an option <laughs> i wasn't sure if we're allowed to disclose that <laughs> yeah but i've noticed that in on the local group rides a lot of the guys a lot of the really strong guys only do their right training yeah to work because of just along the coast and i th- i think there's a lot to be said for just more just yeah short i think it only takes about half an hour to get in yeah. but kind of do really specific stuff for um a lot of strength stuff but you can definitely it's definitely that, make it work it's that consistency isn't yeah, it and absolutely. then you get all the little traffic, traffic light sprints here and there i think that's the main thing isn't it consistency there's no point doing six hours in the, on the weekend if you can do like even if it's 20 minutes half an hour every day i think it makes a massive difference yeah exactly keep, keep your legs going totally Cool. Right. Should we move on to the next to racing? To racing. Now, instead of talking about local specific races that no one else knows about, let's talk about we're going big for the biggest races there are. So it's everyone's it's favorite racing period of the year. It's the classics. And what are the classics? Sebastian? So the classics are they are races that are held in the spring. Hence the name spring classics. Have I stitched you up a bit. Though? You have a little bit. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I can, I can work this one out. Specifically tell me exactly what a classic is. So a classic <laughs> is a one-day race, um, which are generally held in France, Belgium, and Holland. Uh, and Italy. Italy? Oh, there's a few in Italy. A little bit in Italy. Yes. More on to that later. <laughs> um, there are five main ones called awkward the Monuments. Pause. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to shout locksmith every time there's an awkward pause now. <laughs> No, there are five main classics, uh, the monuments, monuments, uh, which four happen this in the spring, and then yeah. there's one at the end of the season, which is Il Lombardia. The race of the falling leaves. Yeah, that's an Italian one. <laughs> that uh, wasn't in Italian. <laughs> Locksmith. But they often like heralded as sort of the, the really strong men of cycling do it. The I'm really clutching here now, Sam. Sorry. <laughs> They're basically really exciting one-day races in spring that everyone loves they're always on Eurosport to watch um the five monuments are Milan San Remo which I'm going to talk about in a minute Tour of Flanders which is so Milan San Remo is renowned for being very the longest one is it 200 is it 200 it might be in the 300s no I've got uh, 298k okay uh it's renowned it's very flat with a couple of little climbs but it's like a sprinter's classic which means it's designed for the sprinters to win then you've got Tour of Flanders, which is over all the bergs, the very steep hills in the Flemish region. So they're cobbled, but they're not particularly bumpy. No, they're not ridiculous, but 
I mean, we're going to see because when right we hell. go to Roubaix, we're going to go and cycle up some of the really good ones, and they're still savage, just not as savage as the flat ones of Roubaix. Um, then you've got Paris Roubaix, which is renowned for having many sections of cobbled being really difficult. Liège Baston Liège, which is very hilly, quite long, uh, very tricky, and Il Lombardia, which actually is the one I, I know the least about. It's, it's it, it used to be uh, held in the spring, but then they sort of they rearranged it. Um, I can't remember what it used to be called. I think it was just called Lombardia before. Okay. And they changed it to Il Lombardia or Lombardia 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it generally is that. It's not my just terrible Like a Rocky movie. <laughs> and they moved it to the end of the season to sort of get more of the, the, the big big races. Yeah, doing... it's a good ending, actually. Who won it this year? Oh, it was Pino. Yes. And wasn't that the race where his teammate looked over his shoulder and took out... Uh... Viviano Quintana, wasn't it? I think... No, it was... Um... Lopez, Superman Lopez. Yes. And then he just rode away. Cheers, mate. Wait, take him out. See ya. Yeah, so he was on the front on the, the, one of the final climbs. It might have been the final. I think it was the second to last climb. They had a little break going. It was the it was, worst timing ever. It was um, Pino, his teammate, Lopez. Valverde was there. Yeah, Nibali was he there. He got spat. The juice ran out. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, Lopez went to come past Pino. And his, Pino's teammates looked around and just... He looked the wrong way, basically, and peeled off. Oh, no, I think I've seen that, yeah. Decided to finish his turn then, just took, uh, took Lopez yeah. out, and then Pino just attacked straight away. And L- Lopez, Wait, Lopez would have won down? as well, because he caught him. Yeah, he went down, and then oh. cha- it was like hardly anything to go. Caught it, him. Did he not, though? Was it um, right at the end? I thought Nibali was up there. I'm sure Nibali was up there, like, on the not final circuit point. with... Because um... Valverde attacked and split it open, because Yates was... Simon Yates was yes. about as well, with his giant sunglasses on. Yeah. <laughs> so, shall I talk about Milan San Remo? I've yeah. got a comprehensive. After last week, I felt ill prepared uh, with some information. So, I've done in true teacher style some extra homework and research. Harry, how much homework and research have you done? Uh, no. Copious amounts. Too much. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> student. Actually, I've got uh, I've got it up in front of me. So, you know, I'm prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you're going to have is you read off Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's off cyclingstage.com, also not sponsored. So I've got all the information I need. Yeah, that's just called a can't, copyright infringement. Can't, yeah. can't, can't pronounce the. Uh, that might be how you do your essays at uni, Harry. That's not how we do it on the Chasers. We're not putting like a reference in the description. <laughs> Harvard reference yeah. system. I've got all my footnotes ready, but. Yeah, okay. right. So Milan San Remo is a bike race. Milan to San Remo, Saturday, 23rd of March. So in just under a month's time or a month's time, uh, 298km, which is 185 miles, the longest one-day race in pro cycling, the first of the five monuments, which we just told you. It's also known as, here comes some Italian, La, Classicis- La Classicisma. <laughs> yes, I have heard that said before by a genuine Italian. Classicisma. Didn't know you spoke Italian, right? Yeah. I didn't want to sound like Bora. La Classicisma is nice. <laughs> I like. Ben uh, It's the 110th edition this year. So that's Old. exciting. Um, yeah. So it is a Sprinters classic, but I, was, I thought I'd do a rundown on last year. I watched the I'm Cosmo Catalano, and that was Milan San Remo. Um, Nibali won. Super slow start all day, though. It was really wet. Um, super slow start all day? That doesn't make any sense. Super, super slow all day until the end. It was very wet. Um, Nibali attacked on the Poggio, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. No one really chased him, and they gave him a really big chance. Um, 
Caleb Ewan, though, absolutely smashed everyone in the sprint, if you remember. Yeah, he, he was like, close to catching yeah. one. Yeah, he flew. And, like, Nibbly put his arms sprint. up, and it was a bit of a panic moment for everyone but him. He was doing his... It's sort of like, do you remember when uh, Kiwatowski won Worlds? Um, yeah. And he was there celebrating for so long. Yeah. Like, like, just, just like, ride over the line. Along. Yeah. Um, Trentin, who, is Ewan, who was Ewan's teammate at the time, he attacked and went solo to try and chase... Um, Nibbly and everyone was sort of saying actually if he hadn't gone for himself and brought the group back he may well have been the difference for Ewan to win um, which we'll talk about later because I think Ewan's got a real big chance um, all the favourites were there Kittle got dropped a couple of times but because the pack was so slow he got he managed to get back on Cavendish had the craziest crash I've ever seen in my life Oh, that was when he hit that bollard. Yeah, thing, and he it? lost a shoe. Who loses a shoe? Yeah, oh, yeah, that was mad. No, he sat on top of the bollard, yeah. didn't it? Was it? Yeah. yeah. Like seagull. It was like, you know those games that uh, kids play like online where they like um, ride the motorbike and like kill the person and they like, sort of flop to their death? Yes, like, exact same Happy Wheels, I think it's called. It looked like yeah. that. He sort of just was uh, very floppy and just fell. Lost a shoe. I think... That was his third or fourth crash as well in about two months, wasn't it? Yeah, that it? one think... where the uh, the automatic brakes on the car yeah. essentially yeah. was too close and they slammed on. <laughs> that was in that was in the neutralised zone yeah. Yeah. before the race started. That's definitely one, something I would do. The other one was like team time trial, I think it was. Yeah, that's what, it hit a drain, didn't he, I think. Yeah, Went I'm hoping he'll have a good, a good race this year. Yeah, um, He's certainly getting over his stuff. I listened to a really good interview with him the other day, actually, where he was sort of, is he just happy again? Yeah, sort of giving it giving it large, which is good. That's the Cavendish you want, isn't it? Um, right, so the key moments. You've got two climbs, the Chipressa and the Poggio, which come at the very end. Staying away is very hard. Nibbly had so much luck and he rode out of his skin and descended amazingly to stay away. Um, I think if anyone bothered to chase him, they, they would have, but they were all looking around at each other. Even though um, Daniel Oss was there, who was a domestique for Sagan, he's just sort of riding around, didn't chase him, which was a bit weird. Um, the Chipressa is 5.6 kilometres long. But it's only 5%, and the last 2k of it is 2.1%. So it's barely a, you know, that's the sort of climb that the sprinters can get over. Um, it's got a ramp of 9%, but it's pretty tame, I think. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think it'll be the speed that kills some of the sprinters. So they say it's, it's all about attrition, isn't it? Though? Yeah, just... totally. Considering they've ridden probably 190 km by that point. No, it's maybe no, no, it suppresses the foot. Like, it's about 40k to the end, is it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm talking. In, I'm thinking in miles as well. Where am I? Yeah, they've probably ridden. Yeah, 285k. Yeah, <laughs> that's quite far. Um, then you've got the Poggio, which is shorter. It's only 3.7k, but it's mainly less than five percent, which is you know not much for them. Um, the part where Nibbly went last year was around eight percent. Um, and then from the top, like the top is the key. That's where the race is too, because the downhill is 5.5. Three of it's downhill, two of it's slightly downhill, sort of the opposite of a false flat, false non-flat. Um, the proper tricky bit is 750 metres to go. There's a 90 degree left and 90 degree, 90 degree right. That's, so it, that's it, in the town though, isn't it? In the town. So if it's a sprint finish, basically the top 10 in that are the top yeah. 10. That's probably when, do you remember uh, Cancellara went down or Gaviria went down? You saw when he, one of his very first editions of it. Um, and Sagan has been like 90 degrees to get round Gaviria as he went down. Oh, really? Other than that, he had so much speed then. Yeah. Um, So, the people to watch. I've got got sprinters and I've got breakaway chances. So, I've got Michael Matthews. He's 14 to 1. So, I think he had to burn a lot of matches last year chasing Nibbly. He was the one who set the pace to try and get him back. He had one chase. 
So I think he's got a chance because he's a bit of a... He can do all different things. He's like a Sagan that I'd say is better than Clement. Yeah. Probably not as much of a pure sprinter. He also, like, I often quite think he doesn't quite have the bottle. Yeah. Is that, is that not being overly harsh? Like, when you get sort of the real crazy guys that don't care what happens, sort of like your Gronowegans, yeah. Kittle of old, Cavendish of old, that would just do anything in a bunch sprint. Michael Matthew just seems a bit too intelligent for that. Yeah, I think he, he needs to sort of move himself more towards the Sagan-esque style yeah. of racing like that. So yeah. this, if he won San Remo in that style, then that would definitely boost him up there. Um, I think Caleb, Caleb Ewan, big shout. If it's a sprint finish, he's going to be a hard man to beat. He's, he's shown flying. incredible pace already, isn't he? At Tour yeah. Under. And he's 6-1. to one. Um, DeMar is always up there. He was third last year. Did he actually ride up, though? Yeah. <laughs> he got in a car <laughs> and then got, got dropped off. He didn't even finish with the bike. He just ran over the line. Um, Viviani, I think he's got a good shout. Yes. Because he can climb quite well as well, I think. It sort of it depends if they work for him, though, or they go for Alaphilippe. Which is exactly what I was going to say. Thank you. Um, rapid, but what about Alaphilippe is what I've written down. Yeah. Because he's he's my favourite to win. Oh, I'll get onto him in one second. So they've got two options. And I think sometimes that's dangerous because if you're umming and ahhing instead of going all out for one person, then are you committing to anything properly? Like last year, watching UAE Emirates... No, sorry, Bahrain Merida for Nibali. They just put every man sacrificing Even like, yeah, for that. Even like their sprinter is yeah. then just become a leader. Totally. And they absolutely, you know, the way they moved up in the bunch up on the Cipressa and the Poggio was absolutely textbook. And the thing about the Poggio is like, it's not a surprise where no, like, exactly. Nibali attacks there every year. Yeah. Uh, Gaviria, 11 to 2, he is, which I think is quite good. Um, he had a really good start in San Juan. But I think, is there the Colombian National Championships soon? Do you, how are you when you're in a Colombian National Championships? I know they're time trial, <laughs> but I have a feeling that road race is actually a fair bit into the season. Because he pulled out of Amman when I was looking at his stats and stuff. And I was like, is that for I any know he reason? Cra- he did crash, didn't he? So maybe it was to do with oh, that. Oh, did he? But I think he's... I, think he's, um, I love the way he rides. Very he's just aggressively. so pure. But did you see the, um, when he went with about a K to go once? Yeah. Like sprinter from a K and just, he burned everyone so off. So I could, you know, I'd love to see him, Viviani, Ewan, Demar all going at it. That'd be a real showdown. Definitely. But my my uh, outside bet for the sprinters is Sam Bennett. I'm all about Sam Bennett. He's 50 to 1. It depends on it. If, if he... if He's got a half decent sprint on him. So he has. Yeah, then rapid. The, the only downside is, is he's still with yeah. Bora. Is if Sagan lets him. Yeah. But I think they, he, they need to throw him a bone because they've picked, they've got another German sprinter. Ackerman. Yeah. And he's been left out of the Giro, even though he won yes. three or four stages. And I listened to a really good interview where he was clearly annoyed at them and didn't hide it. So this could be like a little... Because Sagan led him out the other day. Yeah, they always seem to do it. Sagan does do it every once in a while, doesn't he? But I can't imagine it depends what Sagan, Sagan targets as well. Sagan's never, Sagan's never won it. No, exactly. Um, um, so, yeah, but I'd love to see him win. He fancied himself up the... Because he's a good climber. And he was saying that actually yeah. if he's on the Poggio in the right place... He could easily, if he got away in a breakaway, I think he's got the ability to outspin yeah. anyone else because Ewan won't be able to get away. Maybe Gaviria could, but I, it could be Matthews. Um, and then my breakaway chances, I've got Sagan, obviously. But I think he's a very much a marked man. So they might, you know, if Bora want to win it with anyone, they might set Sagan up and then get Bennett to go away. So did he, did he throw it away that year when um, Kiwatowski won it? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. What a great sprint that was! That was wicked. Um, but I think Sagan, they could throw the dice with Bennett to draw people out to give Sagan a wheel to go on. But yeah. if Bennett can make the most of that, they might say to him, "Look, 
if you get away, great, you can. Have sort it of like, like what they could do with Oss at Roubaix or Flanders. Yeah, as well. exactly. Um, Krikowski, um, he hasn't raced this year. I couldn't find any, not? anything on his form or anything. But he obviously always goes well. He's won it before. Twice before? Um, once before. Once. Um, but yeah, he'll be a great shout. I'd love, like, you know, it's just such a long race, but it comes down to that climb, which is so exciting. Yeah. Um, Alaphilippe, I think he's the man to watch because watching him in a Tour San Juan, I think it was, where he just lit it up with like two or three K to go up the hill and just left everyone, didn't even slow down. People got across to him, but just couldn't keep up with him. Like he's flying. Do you, then... Did you see the video when he was training for World Championships? Yeah. When he was just sprinting for about five minutes up a hill. Yeah, I can't because World Championships, yeah. our day was so good at that. Um, I, mean, I was for, surprised for that he got the dropped. whole French team. Were, they were yeah. immaculate when they worked so well together. Yeah, I'd have won loads of money if Varde won. And he came, I was sprinting with him and Valverde won. I was like, oh, no justice. And then finally, Van Avermaet. He's 25 to 1. And he's, he's won a stage Surely already. He's got to be one of the favourites. Seemed a bit off last so. year, would you say, by his yeah. own standards? But the, the way he won like a couple of years ago, like that that form can come back quite quickly. Obviously, but, BMC you know, were quite heavily devoted to him anyway, but yeah. definitely CCC this year, they are all in for Van Avermaet. Yeah, absolutely. So that is the San Remo preview. Um, I mean, something to add to that, I was it, I think two summers ago, I actually went to uh, uh, Finale Ligura, which is down the road from that. And um, one day I went there to do a, for a mountain bike race with my friend and I decided to ride the last, I think it was the last 100k of the San Remo course. So that road along the coast is beautiful, just really flowing roads across the, uh, next to the, the water the whole way. Really rolling, like there's a lot of, lot of little hills in there. That oh, okay. Would sat the legs. Really, really sat the legs. Then because I couldn't actually find the route online, I was just looking up like, like a little forum post that someone posted what they thought was the route. So I just trusted that. And I missed the turning for the Chapressor. So I did the whole route. Apart Very from the handy, that is. But no, but what I did was... <laughs> I, I will do that. <laughs> I, turned, I turned right at what I thought was the Chapressor. I was like, it's uphill. It's a road. Yeah. It finished at the top of the Chapressor. Yeah. Little did I know that it was not a... Was it a 5K climb? Yeah, yeah. This was about a kilometre. And I, there must have been... 20 to 30 percent average the whole <laughs> way that'd be it. well good imagine and leaving that it was up like that. a little farm track and i was sort of like how on earth that'd did the sprinters epic. make it up this well i actually had to stop under an underpass it was so hot i had to stop <laughs> under underpass and just literally like have a word with myself before finding the rest of it motivational speech got back onto like the, the main road again made it to the poggio you can't miss the poggio um as you're going up that you see the point where nibbly goes there's a few little switchbacks you get to the top it's all about that descent. Yeah, and yeah. As you know, Nibali's a fantastic descender. Yeah. There's a right-hander and then a big sweeping left-hander. That right-hander is so dangerous. I think a few years ago, it's like three Sky guys went down right at the front. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like they made themselves, gave themselves a breakaway for G and I guess it was, uh, might have been Viviani at the time. Oh no, Ben Swift, I think it was. But yeah, so if, if you can get around that little technical descent, I think if you, they say if you're clear when you're on that descent, you're, yeah, it's something like, you're stay um, away. I think I heard something like seven seconds is like, if you've got that, that little cushion, then you've got to be super organized to get, bring that back. But I think by the top, you'll be fine. <laughs> Seb's doing like really weird sign language. So I tried to sign language, I actually just hit my uh, headphone cable <laughs> and made a wobbly noise. So I might as well just say, Sam, we're not doing that bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
then. So that is the um, and next week we'll do some more more classics. More classics. I'll actually get the definition of a classic and I'll um, <laughs> wow you with that. Nail it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna bet. Are we allowed to say that we we bet stuff? Yeah, we endorse gambling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good sponsor. So obviously we have, we haven't told you about all the the races yet, but there's a on lab is it Labrooks? Yeah, you can get a, a three race accumulator. Yeah, all for Sam Ramo. Ooh. We're gonna we're gonna say this is the the Chasers podcast accumulator. So send us in what you're betting. Yeah, pound stake, pound per bet. Is it? Yeah, because the odds are so enormous because you just put ridiculous riders. So what on. is it? What what is it? <laughs> so I've got. You can pick any any You can have as many races as you want. But I went for San uh, Remo. Strada Bianchi. Oh. San Remo. No, I didn't actually. No, it's San Remo, Flanders, Roubaix. So th- the first three. Mon- uh, monuments. Yeah. So I went. Um, San Bennett. San Remo. San Bennett. Flanders. Benut. Because he won me a load of money when he won last year at Strada Bianchi. And then Sagan. Roubaix. And I've put five pounds on. I win twenty thousand pounds. <laughs> so if, if if my bets have all come in and Sagan wins at Roubaix and I'm out there, I'm literally buying a house in Roubaix, and that's it. Job done. Because <laughs> I reckon they're what? that sort of price. What are the odds on Sagan? Sagan? He's got to have pretty favourable. Yeah, he's he's always less than three to one for any race. Pretty well, much. Everything. Even for the Welsh Hill Climb Championships. He's got <laughs> he like Tour, Tour de France, yellow jersey, yeah. Peter Sagan. <laughs> People have a bet on that. Yeah. So I've gone for uh, San Remo. I think I'm going to go for Bennett, obviously. Uh, but I think Alaphilippe. He's 11 to one. I think that's, that's, a, that's a good bet. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. A very because, good bet. Because um, he's going to be dangerous. What's, uh, well, I think my... Before I knew Gaviria's form, I'd have gone Gaviria. Mm. I think that's a, a solid bet there, just to see how much raw speed he's got. Yeah. And sort of if he gets the positioning right, where he doesn't necessarily need a lead out, which I think a lot of the sprinters do nowadays. Yeah. On um, San Romo especially, if you can just have the pace like he's got, then yeah, you're doing okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Should we play the... Do you want to play the Cyclists' Bands game? Let's give that a go. So Harry, Yes. in your little homework... So the game I put on Instagram, if you don't follow us, it's chasers underscore pod. And I put it out there for people to add to our story. Any bands and cyclists joined together. So as a beginning, I put Guns and Luke Roses, which I was really laughing at myself because it's awesome. So I I thought of it as well. I went for Aran Duran. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, that's really good. good. I, mean, that's... I, was, I was quite proud of that one. Duran <laughs> Duran. That's such a good t-shirt of it's... his face photoshopped on Duran Duran. Yeah, the wild boy. <laughs> right, Ed, if you're listening to this, we're making that. <laughs> <laughs> wild boy underneath. And he's wearing white chinos. Yes. Like that. Go on then, Harry. I haven't got any. Oh, come on, I, you must have I, one. No, I'm trying to think of some now. All right, I'll Rob... do another one. Pink Floyd yeah. Landis. Easy. Easy. Oh no. Okay. Right. Okay. So I just understood what the game is, Harry. No, 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 no. Because I had one, but it was it was crap. So that's right. We're we're friends. (laughs) So this is really poor. Stop building it up. Sean Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's exactly what we want because they're really similar people. (laughs) (laughs) Well. <laughs> Every uh, sentence he starts, well, uh, <laughs> like Arsene Wenger. <laughs> no, so I, I got, well, um, yeah, well. I got Pascal Acapellaman. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's so nice. good. That's nice. Oh. 
Um, I've got Wout Van Aert the driving. I like that. That's for the alternative listeners. One arm scissor. What a shame. Oh, I did. And I think I sent that one in, but I realized that's not the game because you just steal my ideas then. I went for a bit, bit of a, a cyclist ride. I went for Toon Artsway Drive. Toon <laughs> Artsway Drive. <laughs> Uh, I've got well, I've, I've got a long shot here. Lawrence tends Amy and Rice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, the that's great. Lawrence tends Amy and Rice is amazing. <laughs> it reads better. It looks better than it reads. No, out. I like it. This one depends how I say it. But it's uh, Lucas Postmalonal Burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's good. Oh my that's great um this one isn't necessarily it's cycling related mc hammer series that's, that's good <laughs> that's good yeah yeah i also got sent um thin lizzie Dignan. very good that's quality um, i got tj van morrison <laughs> <laughs> tj van halen as well yeah, yeah. tj van yeah. morrison's great Lawrence turned damien rice is very funny <laughs> <laughs> um, also, also works on that. Like also works for food things, but that's oh, that's net. We'll have to choose what we do yeah. in a minute. Um, yeah. Instead of J Lo, I've got J Ro. J Ro, you like Luke Rowe? I do. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's giving me some good content. And Nino Scherzinger. I've got to send that by Michael. Yeah, Cheers. M Atfield, Fat Creations. What's up? Right. Any more? I, I have one then. No. I, I wanted to say it, but I'm... no, you got to save it. So if you have, we'll read. We'll read some more out next week. Cyclists is banned. For next week as well, do you want to do cyclists as films? As films. Yes. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to try like, and think of some now. No, I could, I could do it like time. No. Jaws Blandering rather than Jaws <laughs> Blandering. <laughs> okay. It's, it takes up a lot of uh, brain power to come up with these. It does. When it I'm does. cycling, I do think of them as I go along, but it's quite tricky. But films should be good. I'm, I'll come up something, with something to do with Shawshank threshold. Redemption that I can, I can use. Uh. But we'll get there. I'll think of a Luke Grow one. Hashtag my favourite cyclist. For some what reason. a boy, isn't he? So, as we said last week, we did create an email address. Yes. And our email address is chaserspod at gmail.com. So, that is... It's obviously... You can email us in and email any questions, feedback, stories. And we have got an email. Yes. So, and not only is it an email, it's an international email. We are so, international. Four plus one. There we go. <laughs> so, it says, "Good day from New Zealand." <laughs> Do they say that? I think that's more Aussie, isn't it? Mm. Uh, well, we'll this, find is out. Is this we'll a legitimate email? <laughs> it came from. Well, the person did spell Gmail wrong <laughs> to start with. So he he messaged me saying i sent an email it wasn't until here for 24 hours later when he actually realized what went wrong <laughs> so good day from new zealand putting it straight out there i'm claiming the title of number one fan though possibly by default afraid not afraid not Ooh. mystery listener yeah there's four of you <laughs> you can expect a weekly email from me with questions comments and abuse my first question so i'll ask send this one to sam okay how does one get more sendy as a roadie is it like when you bunny hop a cattle grid or more like having a G&T after a hard swift session? I'm keen to get behind this statement, but I need to know what kind of lifestyle I'm signing up for before I commit to using it as a hashtag. So, Sam, how does one get more sendy as a roadie? I think I appreciate the, the idea of having to look into it a bit more. Yeah. Um, I think sen- sendiness comes from within. And I think it's something that you can uh, appreciate of others. And I think it should be whatever you want to make it, because 
you get um, downhill riders and free riders who sending it literally means jumping Having a 30 people. foot. Still, yeah. still yeah. I have not done that on my crux. Yeah. Uh, to me, sending it on my cyclocross bike is jumping off, running around, jumping over a barrier, <laughs> looking really, really delicate while I do it, and then jumping back on. You know, it's it's a mentality. So it's just, you know, going hard, trying your best and not caring about winning or losing. You've got to be prepared to lose in order to win. And that is true sendiness. And that's what Chasers is all about. Going hard, trying your best, aiming for goals. If you're just bimbling along outside, not sending. That's what I said myself it. in the bridge. Yeah, exactly. Send that it. is true Get sending it. Did you shout send it as you bridged? I screamed out. That's why I got dropped. My heart. I wasn't breathing because I was screaming. Just said, so just my heart rate. What's that, Harry? Still gonna. <laughs> I'll take a megaphone next time just so I get the message. Yeah. Across. So then also, our dear listener is uh, clearing something up as well. So when I referred to my cyclocross bike earlier last week, it it's technically my bike, technically not my bike. So the bike's known as the Cannon, Cannon being from Cannondale, and also because it's just the finest Cannondale out there. And I think I think people are happy to agree that. Yeah, it gets lots of... I posted it on our Chasers Collective Instagram and it got a lot of... That probably got more interest than, than any of the kit we were advertising. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. So yeah, it says, As the former owner of the Canon, I can vouch for its pure speed, versatility and stunning looks. I'd like to see you guys do some testing and compare other bikes with the Canon. Like you said, is it worth spending 3k extra for a carbon machine and how many pounds per second will it cost you? I think I bought the Canon for £100. Which is true, and um, I paid a total of zero pounds to get the cannon from from this person when they uh, emigrated to New Zealand. Look forward to hearing the next instalment. Number one fan, Pete. Number one fan, Pete. Shout so, out. So there Pete. we go. Good day, Pete, and thank you very much for your email. We look forward <laughs> to your weekly segment from now on. <laughs> Pete's questions. Yeah, like it. Very good. Yeah, a bit a bit of fan feedback. Yeah. Question so, time with Pete, isn't it? Yeah. If anyone okay. else wants to get in touch, we've had. Lots of Instagram people just saying that they've been enjoying it. Um, they pushed through the first sort of 15 minutes that maybe was a bit slow. <laughs> Again, do apologise for that. As we got used to uh, talking to imaginary people. But now we know there's actual people we can talk to. I mean, I literally mm. could probably name them all now, but I'm not going to. I think that might isolate a few people. <laughs> yeah, We're doing far better than we ever expected. Yeah, I'm so um, happy. And seeing it on Spotify and iTunes genuinely made me like, Really sort of excited. Yeah, but we got that email <laughs> yeah. this morning from from the iTunes store saying we've been accepted yeah. onto it. It like it actually made us like legit. Yeah, happy days. Um, we've got a new soundboard, haven't we? That's part of our um, upgrades. And um, is it time to use the hot topic soundboard? If it works, uh... here we go. Right, are we ready? Hot topic. <laughs> hot topic. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. There we go. So this week's hot topic, as I uh, touched on last week, is I want to know about Sam and Harry's training. So, Harry, you have a coach. I do. You can give him a shout out um, if you want. And that's the end of that segment. Yes, thank you, Harry, for joining us. Hot topic. <laughs> thank you, dear caller. Top secret training. <laughs> yeah. um... So, no, um, yeah. Who is your coach, first of all? Uh, Felix English. He's an Irish Irish uh, track rider. He used to ride for JLT Condor and other other British teams. Nice. Cool. How did you find out about Felix English's work then? As in coaching work, obviously, not cycling work. <laughs> um, 
just through word of mouth, really, through someone else in the team, in the club, sorry, that had used him. Um, and I've been looking for one for a while, um, but it's kind of hard to know who to go for, really, if you haven't, if you're not going off of what someone else has said. Yeah, um, totally, that's difficult. I mean, yes, that sort of thing is that everyone, like a sportsman, everyone recommends their own one, but, yeah. if, you know, if it works for you and you get on with them and they trust you and you trust them, then sort of this is the perfect pairing. Um, yeah, I think, it's, yeah, just know what you want before you... When you're looking for one, that's what I'd say. Like, yeah, everyone offers different stuff, and in terms of uh, everyone's programs are different. So, yes, um, how aims. how long have you been with Felix for them? Probably four or five months now. Um, yeah, end of summer and a summer break. So, what sort of made you want to to get a coach? Was it just a lot of spare time? <laughs> uh, it was. To us, the main thing was just the, the consistency, like we said before, because. I had a lot of time, especially in summer, but it's hard to get yourself to do a four-hour ride if no one's telling you to do a four-hour ride in the rain or whatever. And you're not or... totally sure about the purpose of it. Exactly, yeah. So it was, I kind of, I think anyone, I found at least that I, anyone can go do their own research and understand, right, 40, 20 intervals are good for you or sweet spot intervals or threshold intervals are good, but you need to you need to be able to structure that well. So you can't be doing seven days of 40 twenties because you're just not going to, it's not going to work. Um, and that's why I got a coach pretty much just to be able to know that I'm structuring my training properly and that I'm not going to tie myself out after four weeks or whatever. Um, yeah. And that, yeah, that's the main reason. That's cool. How did you, um, when you first spoke to him, like how did he set it up? How does he know what to give you, what you can do you know, for your goals, your races, that sort of stuff? Yeah. I mean, First things first, just um, do an FTP test, get your, so basically if anyone that doesn't know what that is, it's 20 minutes all out as hard as you can go um, and with a power meter then you can you, you can then use, um, use that number to set all your training zones and um, do, your, do your sessions. So that was the first thing um, and then pretty much just outline my goals for the year and what I wanted to improve on, what my weaknesses were um, and time on the bike because um, obviously that varies so much between people so I think it's like I, I said but I knew it was coming up to like I'd missed all the racing for that year so I just said what like 15 20 hours just try and get as strong as I can for the for next year's racing basically okay cool um, and set up from there good um, and yeah. how often do you check in what's your sort of communication with him see so how did you get the plans through training today's plan or training peaks or yeah that is difficult. Yeah, it's through training peaks, um, and then I'm, I also just chat to him on, um, just on WhatsApp, whatever, just to just to keep in touch, basically, to see how I'm finding the sessions. Um, but it's, yeah, for me, it's quite difficult because with uni, all, every week's different in terms of its structure and where my lectures are. Yeah. So I just text him at the end of each week saying what how much time I've got free each each day, and then he'll he'll send through the, the that week's training um, the next day. Uh, and that's pretty much how we do it every week. We found it's hard because if you just say, oh, I want 15 hours this week, it might fall that I've got a five-hour ride on a day where I've got an hour free and then I've sure. got an hour session. Yeah, so that, that's what I found worked best. Uh, okay, so given plenty, plenty of notice, plenty of feedback and sort of constant communication. So yeah, pr- pretty much. value for money you can. Yeah, and I, there, I think a lot of people don't realise as well that you're not going to be able to do every session like some of them are just brutal even if looking at the numbers you should you can do that physiologically if you've if you've had a hard week mentally or a bit of burnout or whatever 
you sometimes you just can't do it and it's easy if you don't have a coach you can just beat yourself up if you've seen someone on youtube do a certain session and you want to go and do that and then you can't you, you start questioning yourself yeah so i think like i've had a i've got a really horrible session tomorrow and i've i've had it twice before and i failed it the first time it's basically four minutes at threshold followed going straight into a minute absolute like full gas and you just you repeat that a certain amount of times and that is like you have to mentally prep yourself for it just because it's it's so so tough um and picking the right roads and things um yeah and just so he always asks any sessions you found a bit tough or any ones you like like in particular um and we can kind of just keep in contact like that just to jump in there what harry is threshold threshold is the power you can hold your maximum power you can hold for an hour so it's pretty much it's kind of the gold standard for well it's seen as a gold standard i guess isn't it for rating people i guess or yeah and it's, it's not a, it's, it's a, a zone out, it's kind it? of, not just yeah like, is, is it top of zone four isn't it or lower than zone five i think because all the power it's zones not... there's seven zones is that right that it's quite a bit complicated because there's two types you can use two if there's eight models. i've never used eight yeah i think yeah that's pretty standard seven zones yeah so it's with zone one being your recovery kind of thing all the way through to your zone seven which is maximum maximum effort yeah um yeah uh but yeah threshold is uncomfortable but you can maintain it pretty yeah. much so when you sort of get given say i don't know a zone four one do you ever go above that or do you try and stick to like the exact effort he's told you to do yeah it's i've learned the hard way to stick to the to the zones or the power numbers that i've been given um so if you for example if you've been given i don't know three times 12 minutes at zone four high zone four if you're the first five minutes of that first session or the first interval you're going to feel mega especially if you had a rest day before and you're just going to want to smash that yeah late last five minutes of your third interval you're going to be hating yourself and wondering why you why you did it so i think it's best just it's i think he said like felix said always play it on the safe side just if you're not sure just go it's better to be a bit go a bit easier on yourself so a bit hard because if the worst thing you can do is have like like over fatigue yourself and burn yourself out especially if you're coming up to race season yeah so basically what you did in your first race <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah but i've done all this training i'm really disciplined yeah. let's go as, as you give I, I purposely that. asked for the a three hours session the day before just because i kind of didn't want my training to suffer because of the race but um, just because it i didn't want the race to kind of affect the training too much i kind of wanted it just to be like another training session which it turned out to be yeah um That's yeah good. So, plus it's a great yeah. excuse isn't it yeah oh uh, yeah Lovely i've got so, i've got a massive book here i'm literally <laughs> looking through it now crosswinds heavily <laughs> fatigued undercarbed just demotivate there's loads of them honestly <laughs> poor, i could go poor, on poor coaching double puncher <laughs> poor, double quad puncher no <laughs> wheels <laughs> didn't have my full disc wheel on the back i only had my 50 mil on. yeah i could go on demar was cheating <laughs> <laughs> everyone had every, i accidentally entered the e-bike race yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hate it when that happens <laughs> yeah 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 but um okay. but and i also it's quite interesting he, we go quite a lot off i plan my training a lot off of um your um tss score so that's your yeah. basically it's how much fatigue you put your stress you put your body through i've always wondered what that number is um i've seen it on it's, strava on training peaks but yeah I look at it, I'm like, oh, that's uh, lower than it's meant to be. Um, 
What does that mean? <laughs> it's but I think it's just so there's two types. So if you've got if you're running a power meter, it it works it through how much time you are in certain zones i think or yeah. how yeah and then it, you, if you don't have a power meter but you're running a heart rate it you can it also there's a variant of it which works off of your threshold heart rate or max heart rate yeah it's to do with um, how intense your ride is and the ride duration duration so yeah the, the, the longer you've ridden harder for so for like a race when you're at 80 90 the most of the time it'll be like you need more rest than yeah yeah but, and, intensity. and the key is no not all tss is created equal that's a trainer aid podcast favorite quote that is um is it? so you could do like a five-hour endurance ride and it's tiring in a certain way yes but yeah a one-hour crit race then is tiring. tiring in a very different way it's different yeah. muscle groups and stuff levels like of tss are very different yeah so, so like yes you can overestimate tss because you're just riding around a lot so, so you're not getting the you've sort of got to look at tss versus riding intensity yeah. as well Pretty much, yeah. So the in a typical t- week for me in winter would be about a thousand TSS, maybe eight, uh, between eight hundred and eleven hundred TSS. Which for listeners that aren't uh, right. too au fait with these things, that's a lot. <laughs> that's that's a yeah, TSS. that's that's a pretty big. I think yeah, the biggest week was a twenty-three hour week, and that had oh, I think yeah, eleven fifty TSS. That was pretty Woo-hoo! big. Yeah, that was yeah. I don't think I'm awake outside of work for twenty-three hours. <laughs> <laughs> But then, so true. That was all. I wouldn't. I'm pretty sure that none of that was above. I think it was pretty much all endurance based, sure. apart from some threshold efforts. Yeah. And then, so some four hour rides, some threshold. But then now, I'm only doing like eight, ten, twelve hour weeks. But the and the TSS is only. I think last week was five fifty, six hundred. But it felt harder just because, like you said. So the race yesterday was only yeah. a ninety TSS, but bloody hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay that's no, very interesting yeah. Harry. very cool i, like I think it. we'll talk about my sort of budget barry version of training and planning um next week because i know we're sort of running out of, bit of, of time. UTs. and i i want to talk about <laughs> some other stuff as well i thought it would be really good actually <clears throat> to talk about um fourth cat racing and like for people that are looking to get into races and maybe people that haven't done so well at some races and stuff like that um just you know me and harry have been through it seb you're going to start doing fourth cut you're going to be the really annoying person in fourth cat races though who <laughs> is actually rapid just he's good yeah yeah like elite, elite mountain bikers and triathletes they always turn up early and just rinse everyone and you think oh, yeah i want to sort of do it and is it you've got to get 12 points to go up don't you yeah i want to is it 15 12 it's 12 like that. is it i, I want to do it as if fewer points or 11 possible. could be 11 or 12 i think it's, they used to be 10 didn't it but then they mean you could get you could win one yeah, race and you go have up. to do at least two or unless i think you, it's a win in the top you, five or unless you can get like in a road that. race and then you can go up in one yeah yeah but especially, i i don't want to sprint for minor places and i don't want to um basically want to win <laughs> so i'm not i'm not willing to put in the work to get to there <laughs> if you're not first you're last yeah <laughs> uh, um so i've got a list of different things so i thought i could read some of them out and then if you want to chime in, Harry, or if you've got a question, Seb, or you've got something that you want to add, then you can. No, I'm not. I'm not uh, qualified. <laughs> um, so I was looking the British cycling website. It's quite tricky to see about um, day licenses because yeah, the key thing to do is get a day license and try it out and see if you like it. But I couldn't find that much information. So I've just gone for committing and going for it. But I do my first ever road race. So I've never did a creative. Like I just went for a straight up road race, 
barely been a road bike route by that point, and I just got shelled. I think I wasn't even out, out of the neutral zone, and I just dropped. <laughs> and I spent the next hour and a half riding over cat eyes, trying to get punctures so I could pull out. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to quit, other than... Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to pull out myself, but I wanted to, I wanted to have a mechanical I'll force, so I could, yeah. I'll force it. So I got lapped, uh, and um, yeah, I eventually managed to cruise home my own. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did that with on a day license, and I believe for a road race, I'm sure I paid £10. Which yeah, I it's not that much, because for the cross race every day, it's three quid. Cross is three, cross is cheaper. but you only need a bronze license for cross. So yeah. for, I'm sure you're about to say, you need a silver race license. Yeah, so um, you need a silver license, and then you have to add on a race license. So silver, oh, so silver license, membership, isn't it? Silver membership is forty-four pound, yeah. and a race license is thirty-nine. So it's eighty-three pound for a year. It's gone up quite a bit. Um, and the race license lasts until December thirty-first. So if you want to get your most money, sign up sooner rather than later. It's good. So if you if you're thinking about racing cross, any like uh, it then gives you you can do whatever races, you want. You you've got that for the whole year. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's quite pricey. So you've got to sort of know that you're after it, that you want to do it. Um, you find races through a website called Radio, Rider HQ, which is really good. You can search by postcode and all those different things. Or British Cycling, the website there. Or there's all the Facebook groups for the different wherever you are in the country. Maybe not New Zealand. Don't check British Cycling for that. No. Um, sorry, Pete. I don't think they have roads in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Just off-road. Yeah. And surfing. Um, if you're down south, uh, you've got to do fourth cat training to enter Surrey League events, but Goodwoods, you don't. Again, specific to some of our listeners, not everyone. But I'm going to talk more about fourth cat training because I actually loved it. Um, so entering the first race, what to do and what to expect. So I've got a list of things here. So, you know, chirp, chirp up if you have anything to add. So day before, pack your bag. You like, like your first day at secondary school, make sure you've got all your stuff. Um, check your bike over, make sure you've got spares. Um Go early the next day. Sign on mm. straight away. Remember your license. Everyone's done that at least once. Um, warm up. If you're not sure what to do for a warm up, um, there's plenty of stuff on the internet about it. I think British Light can have quite a good one on their website yeah. as well. I've always, I've never warmed up, done the same warm up over and over again. I've tried different things because where you are, I, I want to get some rollers and then you can do a specific thing. Um, but I normally just ride around, get used to the bike, you know, make sure the tyre pressures are good. you can ride the course in advance, do that. Yeah, yeah that's 100%. a big thing. That is so important. But um, just don't be scared. The only thing I'd say about the warm-up is don't be scared to go pretty deep because yes. the point is you be sweating, basically. So I, with the first race of the season, it was the other day, and Felix sent me the, a warm-up. And that was, I won't go into detail, but it was 45 minutes hard on on the rollers with some short building up through the zones oh, okay. and i was i was sweating yeah. by the end of it like it was you shouldn't really come off the rollers in your leg warmers basically yeah. I, I guess you, you should you should be ready to attack off the gun i think is that you, you'll be surprised as long as you keep hydrated and keep your nutrition up you'll be surprised how hard you can go yeah i think people think they don't want to burn a match but actually yeah. that's not the case you've actually as as you're, you're short enough. adding some matches on aren't you because you're priming your body yeah. and legs for it it's like soaking the matches in paraffin yeah. <laughs> so they burn bright but burn fast <laughs> It's the chaser's way. Yeah, that's, again, that's another T-shirt. Ed, add it on. Um, so I put because um, I did. I think I talk about it later, but I did these fourth cap races, um, fourth cap training days, and I think a lot of people think, oh, blime, it's for like new people and it's going to be rubbish. But actually, it was so informative. And a guy called Paul Butler did it, who does Paul Butler coaching. He sends a great newsletter every week. Really funny. Um, 
but him and his team did them and they were brilliant because they actually gave you a chance and gave you top tips to ride in a bunch and do stuff that you just wouldn't do on a group ride you'd ride like four abreast and like 20 along and then the game was that you've got to ride from the back through people you know like touching them on the side and saying get out of the way and all that sort of stuff politely um so it just gave you a real opportunity to try try things that you wouldn't normally try um and one of the things he said that really stuck with me is line up at the front you belong there just the same as everyone else just because it's your first race Mm -hmm. sitting at the back is you've dropped yourself automatically it's the sort of thing it's like when you um if it's, a, if it's raining or something like that, yeah. as soon as you think you've lost, you're, you're out the race. Totally. So um, seeing at the back, because of the surges, it's, it's the hardest place to be. Like I've seen it with people that I've brought on club rides before. They sort of don't want to uh, be rude and go to the front and try and take over. But by sitting on the back, they're making their life so much harder um, yeah. rather than going at the front. So, and especially in a race, if there's 60-odd people, yeah. and a lot of people will attack off the gun, and because everyone's feeling fresh leg, they'll yeah. They'll chase it down, and before you know it, you're 25 meters down the road, yeah. hurting, and you don't have any wiggle room because you're three riders from the back and about to get spat. Yeah, so absolutely. Even if even if you're not, the, even if you convince yourself that you're the weakest rider there, which you're probably not, even if you go at top five riders and you've got 50 riders behind you, you've got you've already got yourself an extra yeah 10 15 seconds to let your heart rate come down a few beats and exactly. recover. And like with mountain bike races, across races. If you're in the front and you're slower than the people behind you, that's their fault. That's they, their they problem. Have, you're in the same race. You. They've got yeah. to get past you. You pay the same amount as them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of the key things is don't try and win all your first races. Like, use them to get experience. You know, take that pressure off yourself because you'll just enjoy it much more. Like, the whole point, you're doing it. Like, you're not trying to be a pro rider, are you? So, it's just about having fun and getting that buzz from racing. So, you know, sometimes set a goal for yourself. Like, go all the way to the back. And then move all the way forward. Like get all these experiences that will help you in the long run. Um, and I think that the the key really to like doing well in these fourth cut races is not being the most powerful. It's the one who is freshest and who's got the best positioning. Like so many guys will just sit in and just launch off the front at the end. Exactly. And, and if you've been the one that's driving on the front, feeling strong the whole time. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're last across the line. Yeah, and it's a bit boring, but you've got to race smart and just sit in for all that time and then and then go for it and you'll be fine like i spent a lot of time trying to get in breaks trying to make it fun but actually that meant i was smoked by the end and then you know came sort of you know late top 10 or like even even further down just because i didn't have enough power whereas now i've got my third cat i can race for fun and try and get in a breakaway and try 10 times and if one works then i'll consider that success for the season because i just find that more fun than sitting in a bunch having a sketchy last couple of corners and then sprinting and getting some points that mean nothing to me. Whereas other people, you know, have different goals and want to go out to second cat and absolutely they should. But I think for me, it's definitely trying to get some points whilst having that fun is better. It just seems like if you can make it up to third cat, it does become more fun. You get a much wider range of choices. Yeah, I think people are a bit more um, race smart with it. And team tactics as well. Yeah, exactly. So it does just, yeah, it goes up a little bit of a level. But that's not to say there's plenty of fourth cats that are, you know, super quick and you've got fourth cat teams and things like that. And there's a lot of people who are in fourth cats who are happy being fourth cat and just enjoying their riding. You know, some older riders and things like that and riders that don't ride as much but just love pinning on a number. So that is true sending it. Yeah, just like just the thrill of racing. But Absolutely. Not really need to do anything with it. Because there's nothing like having that caffeine gel on the line 
and shaking, waiting for the whistle to go. I absolutely love that buzz. That's great. Um, so I think, what else have I got here? Don't overlap wheels. You know, that is the number one cause of so many crashes. You've got to stay. It's mentally so tiring. And if you think you've done a fast group ride, wait until you're in a bunch of, you know, 50 yeah. people with people moving around the whole time. Like, it's a very different prospect. So you just got to be prepared mentally before it starts that it's going to be hectic and you've got to be switched on because when people aren't, that's where mistakes are made. And when people get tired and stuff like that, so that's why it's also good to be in that top third. Um, another thing I've put, which I think is important, is let people in and be nice Yeah. Good. until the final few laps. Because, you know, those last few laps, you have earned that position. And if you're in a good one, then you stay there. And if someone's trying to get in, that's tough. They should have positioned themselves earlier. You've got to be a bit ruthless. And I found that hard, actually. I had a bit of an argument with a guy once. On the last lap, I was ready to sprint. And he was trying to get out. And I was like, no, I'm not moving out into the wind. I'm here. And then that's the race I got my upgrade points on. Because I sat in. I got a good position for the sprint. Afterwards, I went and found him, apologised. And he understood. It was all fine. So you've always got to make sure you've got a way out, ready for the sprint on the side. Last lap is key, though, isn't it? Yeah. I think as I the first two or three races I ever did that were both flat circuit races, you it, you it, you always leave it too late, or at least I did. So you're halfway in the group, totally. and then last lap you're averaging thirty miles an hour, moving up two places is yeah. burning so many matches. Or the one other thing I would say, which is I found key as well, is to be consistently in the points i'd say when you're in the lower categories in the lower categories is that it is worth burning a match or two to get yourself in the top 10 top 15 for yep. the last 100%. last half of that lap because even so many people when they realize going to the final sprint they're not they're not near the front they won't even bother sprinting so if yep. you're already up there and you're cooked as long as you keep pedaling you'll probably get a half decent yeah, result anyway totally. burning three matches and using one in the sprint is better than using four matches but starting from 60th place yes like the hardest, <laughs> yeah the hardest, the, almost the hardest you'll be riding is the last half a lap yeah and that's yeah. where having a team comes into play because you can have your teammates move you up if they're willing to sacrifice themselves which is hopefully the plan for what we're going to do this season mm. as well we're gonna be like a uh, mercenaries yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shout freedom at the end and come laugh. You can come find us, pay us and we'll work for you. Yeah, really badly. Um, one love final thing is I think being vocal and confident in the pack will earn you respect and earn you, people will be more, um, will help you out far more. And um, if you're showing that you're confident, then people won't be wary and won't, um, will give you that respect that you want in the bunch. As long as you do it, and I'll say in a, in a nice way. Oh, totally. When yeah, someone polite. shouts at someone and then sort of oh, yeah. becomes the enemy of everyone in the pack, you want to be not friendly as such, but just polite. And then totally. people have more confidence in you. They'll they'll believe that you know how to ride. Yeah. Um, if there's a tailwind in a sprint, go early. If there's a headwind. You would be surprised about how late you can leave it if you're in the right position. Surf those wheels, jump from wheel to wheel, and then pop out at the end for ultimate victory. Not that I've had that experience yet <laughs> but i will um and the final thing if there's a crash don't turn around and look at it because that only causes more crashes just listen to the horrid sound of carbon <laughs> rubbing on concrete and keep going and Tell shout on. you know that's a thing you can do to be vocal as soon as it happens shout look forward you're not telling anyone off but some people it's a natural response to check and that's when people swerve and then cause more crashes it's sort of like a motorway net when you Absolutely. have a crash in the other side of the lane you don't want to look at it you just keep going no one wants that don't cause any delays yeah okay so that is the hot topic should we have the hot topic sound here we go 
Hot topic. Hot topic. Nailed it. Moves on. Right. Two. First of all, I just want to apologise for the game last week. It has got. I want to do it again soon because I just wasn't prepared. If I'd prepared, we could have nailed the quick fire. It would have been great. But the theme tune was great. But was I'm, I'm scared because I feel that it might be upstaged today. So, dear listeners, <laughs> I was up late last night thinking of a game. And this is what I came up with. Harry and Sam do not know about We've got this no game idea. yet. He won't let me even hear the tune. I, I actually took the, the, the file down from our little shared Google Drive um folder we've got so they couldn't listen to it in advance i've uploaded it onto my ipad <laughs> and we're gonna play are you ready harry i'm ready yet <laughs> i can't run <laughs> i can't climb I can't ever cross the line without you. This is amazing. Without you. <laughs> I can't win. I can't lose. I'll never get to spray some booze without you. Without you. Without you. That's amazing. So am I, you, am I you allowed to guess what the game is? If you is? didn't get it, the, the game is called Without You. Sam, <laughs> Harry, what is this game about? Do you want to go first, Harry? I've got no idea. Is it, is it something to do with naming a domestique for a big rider? It's almost better than the game I've got planned. <laughs> <laughs> so, Without You is a game devoted to the sponsors... That let these races happen. Oh, nice. Like it. It's the fragile state of cycling that without these sponsors, these races cannot happen. Awesome. So that I'm, was an amazing theme tune. I'm going, I, it was a minute and a half long, but um, we, we, okay. we cut it down. Really worth it. We cut it down because, um, A, my timing was it off, and um, I, couldn't, I couldn't put you for an minute Maybe and a half. Maybe you could use the mics, though. That's great. There we Studio go, yeah. quality, that one. So there we go. So, <laughs> quick fire again. I'm going to give you the race. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not going to tell you what the sponsor is, but the sponsor is in the name of the race. You, so it's the you've sponsor got to, of the race. You've got to tell me what oh my God. that sponsor does and where they come from. What sponsor does, where they come from. Okay, and if we don't know, can we get a point for funniest sponsor? Yeah, you can. Well, no, 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 oh, I was, I was going to tell you the sponsor. Oh, okay. So I'm oh, gonna, gotcha. gotcha, so, gotcha. And we guess what it is, like what they do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So one, for example, okay. I took out because it was rubbish is the Sunny King Criterium. Hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> so you think Sunny cream. <laughs> Harry? Uh, I'm going to say... Wait, what did you want to say, say it again? The Sunny King Criterium. Sunny King. It, sounds like a, it sounds like a burger, doesn't it? It sounds like a Big Mac or something. They're the actually, Sunny King. So you, you both get a... <laughs> a bit of a vicious sound. Savage. <laughs> they are... It's a US car group. Ah. Oh, uh, so there we go. So... Harry. Yeah. Amstel Gold. Oh, it's a, um, is it beer or cider, isn't it? Am- a beer. And where are they from? Belgium. You were right. You get one point for that. Amstel is a Dutch lager. Nice. Uh, Good work, Harry. Hence the race happens in Holland. <laughs> <laughs> 
right sound. <laughs> well, at least there's one point. Yeah. Isn't there a sound effect? Oh, yeah, but he got one. So he got sir. <laughs> Play with the level slightly. Wow, that's a loud yeah. and long well, sound because effect. Because my, my song <laughs> hard to get free ones it's um, fine because this podcast we going on for 10 minutes <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> sam the prudential ride london sorry classic oh uh, prudential is life insurance they're a british life insurance yes <laughs> oh i didn't get the round of applause no, <laughs> harry wait was there the only only one option there wait did you say from is it english you say, yeah british life insurance oh. Two never points. heard, never heard of them. Two po- oh, bloody hell. Okay. Okay, Harry. The Ovo Women's Tour. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got absolutely no idea. Ovo Energy. He's nailed it. Yeah, Ovo Energy. Uh, Britain. They're British energy company. Green Energy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He gets the clap. Sorry, Sam. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's because the complaints about the length. <laughs> Sam. The E3 Bink Bank Classic. Oh, that's tough. Formerly E3 Howerbeck. Now ah. the E3 Bink Bank Classic. I thought E3 was a newspaper. So did I, but um turns out it's not. Because the other one, Het Newsblad, that's, that's a newspaper. Good, good, good paper, that is. E3 Bink Bank. Bink Bank Tour. Is Bink it... Bank Classic. Is it a Dutch bank? It's a Dutch bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you gave that to yourself. <laughs> I've read it out like that. Oh dear, Harry. Right, are you ready? Yeah. The Gris Tour of Joanji. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you stitched me up here. If he doesn't get uh, it, I want to guess. It's the only Chinese, that's the clue, only Chinese world tour race. It's very late in season, isn't it? It's the second to last race of the year. Very okay, can you, can you say it again? The Gris Tour of Zhuangzi. Great. It sounds like breed, doesn't it? Jeez. Um, I'm going to say bank. A Chinese bank? Yeah. Denied. Sam, passing over. This is just for glory. This Gris, one. I'm going for uh, steel manufacturer. Close. They're a Chinese electrical appliance company. Oh, so they sort of yeah, make everything. Some of the stuff's made out of steel. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that is Sam. The oh, really? Amgen tour of California. Oh. Amgen. Amgen. Mm, it's not. It's a bit like Amstrad. <laughs> Correct. Alan Sugar's the Amstrad tour of California. <laughs> it's not the tour de yeah. tour de Trump. The Amstrad tour of winner should be way better. Um. Um, it's a software company. Harry. Oh, oh I was going to say I'm going to say a similar thing. Well, you're um, no, you're not. Yeah, I don't know. Is there a US biopharmaceutical company? <laughs> yeah, wasn't getting that. No, Amgen. <laughs> Harry, the Larry H. Miller tour of Utah. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a lawyer, lawyer, law firm, an American law firm, American law firm. Do you want to guess, Sam? Mm, Solicitors. They're a a group of car dealers. (laughs) Come on, Larry. Yeah. So, Sam, the Santos tore down under. Oh, mate, I watched... There's so many adverts for Australia. Yeah. It's a a talker. It's like an Australian um, holiday company. 
Oh. You know what, Harry? Santost. Oh, I stay. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. They're an oil and gas producer and energy <laughs> supplier in Australia. Never came that in a million Australia years. and Asian. They are <laughs> kangaroo safari. So this one, we're mixing up slightly here. We're going for a cyclocross race. So, oh. So this is this. I know it's Harry. That's sorry. The Sudel Classics. Sudel Classic. Is that the? Uh... Lotto Sudal. Is that the... Um... Exactly. <sighs> yes, it is the same company that sponsors Lotto Sudal. Oh, no. I've... If you remember briefly, what did they change their name to during the Giro d'Italia? Oh, I no idea. I think Lotto's... they changed to Lotto's... Have you ever watched a bike race, Harry? I think, uh, <laughs> I think I've watched highlights once. I think they changed it to Lotto <laughs> Fixall, if that helps. I, I don't know, like a... Like a garage like a car garage <laughs> like, a pet- like a petrol station <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no sudal is a, a belgian range of sealants and corks oh, oh. silicons I, yeah. I wanted to say um the shampoo like the, the that's alphacin yeah alphacin shampoo <laughs> it's like a caffeine for your hair yeah. <laughs> kids hair is great though. it's glorious isn't it isn't it like 400 quid a bottle or something stupid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but people that have hair issues will pay that. Caffeine in your hair. Okay. So, Sam, the ABSA Cape Epic. Have you heard of that race? Uh, is that in New Zealand? No, no. It's, it's South African mountain bike stage South race. South African. Uh, ABSA. Does the SA sound for South Africa? I don't know. Aboriginal South Africans Association of Petrol Stations. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> oh, I thought I'd had that. Yeah. Harry? I'm just, the first thing that came to my mind was absinthe. It's not absinthe. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they're, they're a bank. They're a South African oh, bank. <laughs> everyone gets a free shot of ab- there's, absinthe there's before they arrive. There's a big theme here, I'd say, with a lot of these sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Until so there's not many races with sponsors in their name. Um, the... Post Nord, Vegarda, West Sweden, TTT. Oh, come on. Uh, That's Harry, yeah, come on. I'm going to say... In, I think uh, Vegarda is a region of Sweden, if that helps. I was thinking of um, like a travel travel agents, kind of travel people. No. I'm going to go postal service. It is the Swedish postal yes. service. <laughs> Give me that, that round of applause. That's stealing Sorry. the win, isn't it? I think. <laughs> Oh, I've got more. I've got more. Don't worry. That... Okay, I need to call this back. <laughs> that sound clip is from the Wii, doing like the bowling it, or something. Yeah. When you like chop some melon in half. I like this one, Sam. <laughs> the Euro Eyes Cycle Classic. Oh, sorry, Cy Classic in Hamburg. Euro Eyes. Euro Eyes. Euro Eyes. Opticians. Oh. oh I'll give you half a point for that, so you get a. <laughs> they're a laser eye surgery ah oh, oh, about the same you, Europe's a leading effort. laser eye surgery apparently <laughs> yep, half point for that. right Harry <laughs> the Bowles ladies tour Bowles Dolmans isn't that a team Bowles Dolmans it is half a team oh, half a team <laughs> uh, Bowles are half a team I'm not interrupting <laughs> <laughs> Oh, again, I've got absolutely no idea. Bowes. Oh, Harry, you've got one right so far. I know, this is really poor. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm poor form at the moment. Off-season. 
Um, he just lives in a cube yeah. with no you outside just contact. <laughs> um, you get okay. the cinema manager coach. <laughs> <laughs> Life coach. Um, oh, God's sake. Go in- in- insurance. Again, I don't know. It's not insurance, Sam. Uh, Bowles is a tool company, is it not? Oh, it's very close. Oh. They're, they're in like an equipment hire company. Oh, so if you are. want like scissor lifts, yeah. port lose because all it's their races, it, they always have Bowles port yeah. lose at all the races. Yeah. Bowles. So then the final one's going to go quick fire for this one. Okay. So you've got to shout your name and then the answer. Oh, God. It's the last race of the season. It's the presidential tour of Turkey. Sam. Go on, Sam. Uh, the floor is yours. The government. I was going to say the government. Yeah! <laughs> it's sponsored, not by the government necessarily, but by the Turkish presidential office. Oh, come on. Does he win the GC every year? He does, yeah. <laughs> what a delight. Hey, there we go. So let me top up the scores. Oh, come on. Um, Harry, you got three points. You better be doping control for this. I don't trust you. <laughs> Sam, you've got seven. Oh, he's nailed it. <laughs> so, everyone, thank you for playing. Oh, God. <laughs> Such a long I, intro. I am short at half the intro. I can't ride. I can't climb. I can't ever cross the line without <laughs> so you. So good. Without you. <laughs> I can't win. I can't lose. I'll never get to spray some booze without you. Without you. Without you. That's the rest of the lyrics that I wrote. <laughs> so I, I, did, I did double. I, I wrote yeah, another two verses. Um, but yeah, it went on a bit long. Can you guess that what song it is, Harry? Uh, well, I can't hear it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 I'm just sitting here listening to you now. <laughs> now that, yeah, so sorry again, is some quality <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> I was trying to pretend for so long, but you, you had you to. threw away <laughs> the roof. <laughs> Absolutely thrown so, under the bus. Once again, <laughs> I was once trying again. my best. There's nothing I can do with that. There's too many songs. It's got nothing left. <laughs> once again, I've got nothing left. We, we've changed up, so we're recording Harry's sound, but there's no way of Harry hearing what we're playing through the iPad. We're one step away from Harry just opening a window in Canterbury and shouting, <laughs> and us holding a microphone out a window in hope that we might pick something up. <laughs> I'll just listen to a minute of you laughing and oh, me going, brilliant. I don't know. Harry, honestly, on. it's so good. I should have yeah. sung it. Sam, what song is that? Uh, Without You by... I don't know who it's by. It's uh, David Getter and Usher. David Getter and Usher. Of course. Absolute club One banger. I struggle with is a lot of the song is just like sort of a backing track, but it not is a melody. Yes. And obviously Usher's a fairly good singer. I could hear you trying out different styles yeah. of singing well, I, I for had each it, verse. I had the, the backing track recording on my laptop. <laughs> I can only I imagine had, you doing I this. I had headphones, headphones in <laughs> on my phone with the actual track playing, so I got the timing sort of right. Oh, I see. I had to mix them together. It's good. Behind the curtain, we yeah. chased it. There we go. Okay, right. Should we have a very quick roundup next week? We sort of said about some of the races. Yeah, so Harry, you're racing next weekend. 
Yeah, Withersfield. Uh, Ride Race, Withersfield. Yeah. I know some of the... Um, Paul, who's the DS of South Downs Bikes, did text me earlier saying he's got they've got some races and stuff. They're doing Withersfield as well, the two threes. They've got a super strong team doing that, so that'll be... Good luck. That'll be good fun. But they're doing the other race, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're doing the two three. Um, yeah. What, what's, what, what are you doing then? The three four, is it? Uh, I think it is just threes, yeah. But uh, uh, it's three yeah. four. Is it a three four? Okay. Three four. So Seb's entering as we speak. Perfect. Yeah, just typing away. <laughs> cross ties. Oh, no, I'm, I'm busy. Um, sorry. There's a Preston Park race as well that's coming up, I think, with lots of people doing that. Um, oh, yeah. I'm doing Dunsfold next week. We talked about that. Going to, you know, try and do some of my top tips that I gave out earlier. Stay in the bunch. Maybe have a little bit of a breakaway. See what can happen. Wait, it's yeah. Dunsfold the week after Wivelsfield? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, I'm done. I'll do that as well. Yeah, so that'd be good fun. Um, basically, my, my plan is to keep balancing training, try and get out on the cross bike a bit more. Um, have something left for Saturday's race, but I'm going to do a very short taper. So I've got you know a couple of days. It's a Saturday race. Saturday race, yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect for me. Sundays are yeah. not the one. But no, um, I think we're, we're going mountain biking, aren't we, on um, Saturday, hopefully, if yeah. we go out on the cross bikes. Yeah, that'd be good fun. And I'm actually going to try and ride during the week. Oh. I know. You have to report well, an hour report on that <laughs> next week. I'll take a recorder out with yeah. me. Right, Harry, next time it's your turn for a game. And at the moment, the I'm pressure not is on. fully confident that you'll come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll do some uh, research tonight and uh, it will be sorted. I, can't, I am so excited for it. Hopefully, I'm excited also, and I don't have, know what it is. You'll have a microphone by then. Yes, you might have to sing the theme tune. Oh, God. Okay. I'll only, only, actually, one of my friends did pick up on that last week. The... Uh, was it Dennis Waterman from Little Britain? Yeah. When he Sing the theme tune. Yeah. Write the theme tune. <laughs> okay. Brilliant yeah, so stuff. Thanks, shout guys. Shout out to Tom feel, Williams for that. I feel that's a really uh, slicker podcast. A bit longer. But if you stuck with it, congratulations. I mean, we did have a little small technical glitch, which you won't hear. Um, but we're, we're bumping nearly two hours. Well, people, <laughs> you know, do a turbo session for two hours. You're sorted. You've got a long commute. Yeah. Yeah. The game, though, that's what's going to draw people in towards the end. That's about so. half an hour of it, wouldn't no, it? Keep going. Sorry about that. All right, guys. Well, cheers, Harry. Thank you very much. Cheers, Thanks guys. For, yeah. for calling them. Yeah. Cheers, Seb. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for the use of your table and right. uh, oven to cook my pizza. That's all right. Before. Same right. again next foot in a fortnight. Yeah. Remember, everyone, stay safe. Stay sendy. That was good.